Welcome to episode 11 of the 2021 edition of the Draft Champions Podcast. I'm here with MTM. That's it. That's all you get. Let me ask you a question. You can't critique that. (laughs) You're right, I can't. But I don't understand something, man. What what unit of time measurement do they use in Canada? Okay, is there like a metric system of time that I'm not aware of in Canada for some particular reason? Fuck yeah, Celsius. Yeah, so you use Celsius for time telling? Is that what you do? Yeah. Okay. Because when you like you when you messaged me at like twelve Celsius o'clock or whatever time <laughs> it was, all right, and, and said, "Oh, let's just go for it. Let's do it tonight." After now that it's December first here, I said, "Sure, let's just go for whatever." I got all ready and everything else, and then you disappear, and I'm sitting here hanging out here waiting for you to show up. Oh, you, you know? disappear. You've disappeared two nights in a row on me. Look, man, right. I'm I'm a busy person, man. I'm on high demand. You know, month, high it was month end today. I I didn't even sleep last night. What month end of what? What, what exactly? Of my, of, my, of my business. Oh, speaking of businesses, you've made a, you've made a, you've, you've done a transition. Um, yeah. we, we, um, I sent out a message on Twitter saying that we would promote any small businesses. Um, and what did you choose? And what, and what did you decide? It actually was my idea. So when this blows up because of me, okay, it's all because of me. So go ahead. What did I choose? What did I say? Staff driven dental? No, that's not what I, that's not what I chose. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what, you, you know what, you know what I chose? No, no, actually. Oh, um, curling creations. Yeah. Actually, I chose that. Yeah, but I, I mentioned you hadn't curling. even heard about that. Exactly, but I mentioned curling to you because you mentioned something about coffee mugs. Like, here's an idea. Let me let me give you an idea for someone who's been in business myself and as an entrepreneur for over thirty some odd years. Okay. Coffee mugs are out. Okay, it's a, it's done. Come up with something inventive. Everybody has how many? I'm throwing coffee mugs out that I have from twenty five years ago. They pile up. What are you going to do with coffee mugs? There's only so many coffee mugs. Okay, come up with something. How about Curlin's condoms? That, I just came up with that idea. See, it's got the alliteration. It sounds really great. I mean, yeah, and you can put a picture of his three kids. So, like, you want to prevent having yeah, kids? Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. I, I just give you there. There you go. At that point, perfect. I feel, and I feel, I feel terrible. This poor guy. He sets this thing up on Twitter. He's got like forty-five followers. He drags his poor wife into this whole damn thing, right? Why, why do this to your poor wife, right? And then, and then I don't know, I don't know who's I don't, I, don't know, I don't know who's um, I don't know who's driving the boat Hooper on this one. Who's and then looking like, and then looking goofy on it to start off with as well too. I mean, come on. That's uh, whole, advertising space on the show is valuable. So you've already <laughs> like, if this was if this was real, you'd already you'd already, you'd have already wasted their entire advertising uh, thirty minute thirty second segment on you ranting. So let's talk about the, the small business because we sent a message out. People actually liked what I said for once. And um, yeah, I'm glad you put the for once part in there. Yeah, that <laughs> and um, and they said it's a great idea. And people, um, people, people were trying to copy me. It was it was quite flattering. But anyways, I'm saying like you know what? During COVID, it's 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 um, tough for small businesses to operate. A lot of them. So if um, if they want some advertising on this show, especially on a show with you, and we get double, triple the amount of viewers that as, so let's, as, let's as talk about let, let's talk about the record setting uh, podcast that with me. On uh, last time, let's talk about the numbers on that the, the the podcast that we from the last time we did that. I and gave it, you the numbers. I didn't say how you compare it to anyone else. So before well, you before I, before you know, before you, know you uh, before you victory lap um, anything today, I think you want to wait, make sure you you have a clear winner. So <laughs> many other podcasts, I, I listened to a few different ones out there, as I said, and I just happened to stumble upon the CBS um, podcast, Fantasy Baseball podcast. I think that's uh, Frank Stample. I think out there and. Some other dudes, you know, that are that are doing the whole thing, and um, you know, could I, and I happen to notice that they had about four hundred and something uh, views or so, something along those lines, basically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? And they, they have like freaking they they have like one point eight thousand subscribers. Okay, 
one point, think about this, that's like 1,800 subscribers to their podcast, and they get about that many views or listens to the show, okay? I Look how many you find it, I, I would, I'm surprised it's not higher. Well, I, I, well you, you think, well, after you listen to their show, you'll see well, why you it's think, not well, higher. They have the same, okay? like, I don't know. Here's, an example. Here's an example. You try, they, they, they do a lead-in. He's trying to be interesting and, and, and entertaining and talk something, you know, off-topic like I do in the beginning, right? And they start talking about movies, old classics that they're trying to catch up on, movies they're watching, and he right. mentions watching uh, uh, The Lost Boys. Okay, he references The Lost Boys, you know, and he says, oh, I think it was an early 90s movie. Look, the movie was 1987. It was a vampire movie from the 1987, the year of 1987. So get it right. If you're going to reference a classic movie, you know, yeah, which is a talkie. They had talkies and they had color films back in the 1980s. You know, that's why people think the 80s is like old, like, you know, sound pictures to these, these kids these days. You know, that was a great movie, very, very solid movie. Back. But if you're going to watch it, when he's talking about the Matrix and the movies he watched, at least know the year of the damn movie you watched. That'd be a good starting point. I agree. Get that right. I agree. Get that right, Frank. Frank, if you, I know you listen. I know you're listening to this, Stample. Yeah, Frank. So Stample, we, we then that, that's going to be like you know that's going to boost his listening right now. He's going to be all upset when he finds he's out. Gonna gain, he's probably going to gain followers just from uh, people hearing us talk about him. Yeah. Do, do, when I, well, do, when I, do again, I share his Twitter, Twitter handle? Not really. We're going to talk about um, small business. It's called Curlin's Creations. It's um, Mike underscore Curlin my friend and his wife, um, they have turned hobbies into creations. And you can, you can uh, get 10% off your order with the, the promo code uh, Twitter follow to get 10% off. And what are they, and actually, what are they selling? Are they selling mugs or t-shirts? Let's see. And you know, people always say, oh, you must be following this and, and, and like this and like that to get, um, we'll, we'll give you a free piece of shit or something like that. Not that this is a piece. Not that this is a piece of shit. This is good stuff. So let's see. How, let's let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see what... That's right. That's right, Zach. Try to dig yourself out of this hole. Okay? Um, for really great. Let me let me make this easy for you. What are they selling? For really great pieces of shit that you don't really need, but it, it will support oh, a good cause. They're all sold. Right? Everything's sold out. Um, and they got pictures of them. Okay. Um, I don't want to get myself into. a I can't see any prices here, so I don't want to. I don't want to get myself. I don't want to dig myself into a hole. It's, I can't in, get it's all in Canadian dollars anyway, man. And more, no, it's not. So. I'm, I'm buying in U.S. dollars. Okay, so I see a beer, bourbon, baseball glass. You know what? First three people that message me on the Draft Champions podcast, I will buy them a beer, bourbon, baseball glass. And then he will ship it to me, and MTM will sign the actual curling glass before to give it some value, and then you'll then I'll send it. We'll send it back out to the person. How about that? Yeah, so I will actually. That's. Do you want to take care of the shipping? Co- I'll buy. I'll buy the. I'll buy the glasses. The shipping. The shipping cost, dude. You haven't made the money that this. this no, show no, is no, 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 no. You don't. You don't. You don't know where I'm going with this. I will pay for the, the three glasses, and I will buy them for you, so they will go to your house. The shipping is okay. included in the price. Obviously, I understand that. Right. You will then pay your part, where you will sign them and then ship them to out of your pocket. So all you're paying for is the the postage. There you go. I, I'm done. So th- the first week, honestly, the first three people that message me, you don't have to be following me. I don't give a shit. You don't have to like shit. You don't have to follow shit. No, Just but they have me. to be following me. That's, that's a, that's a plus. They have Jesus to be, Christ. No, <laughs> they have to be, look, I gotta, they have to be, they have to be new followers of me. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Fine. Okay. Well, we'll go with that because you know what, that, that is fitting because you are who you are. You, it, it has everything, everything revolves around the sun, which is Mike, Mike the Mel. So without further ado, and, and I didn't want to spend too much uh, on non-fantasy baseball stuff, but I know you have a victory lap that you want to 
um, talk about um, we, uh, based on what you um, based on your proclamation proclamation on uh, the last episode that you came on and um, I don't know like can you victory lap when things aren't technically settled look look I, I know that you think we live in a banana republic down here in America right now but we're, we're, we're going to come out of it. And by the way, that last, that rant, that whole thing for all the listeners, that cost me about 30 or so followers. <laughs> and that way, but then I made them all back. So it's like, it's like this is, I'll, I'll be perpetually in the same number of followers because for every people, people I gain, I, I blow another 30, 40 out of the water. This is like <laughs> on the air for my next show. That's kind of what it is. Constantly, it's constant attrition, you know, for me. But, hey, it's uh, like followers are a currency. Like you, you, don't, you don't make money to save it. You spend it. You're spending followers, right? Exactly, man. Exactly. I don't. It's fine. Yeah, and I, and I give a lot of credit to all the Trump uh, supporters who are fantasy baseball players who are still following me, and I'm still following them. We can all still be friends, uh, not really close friends, but close friends enough that we can follow each other. Who have not like Fish, you know, John Fish, perfect example like that. Give a little shout out to him and whatever. And I, I make fun of him as a Nazi sympathizer all the time, and yet he's still following me and I'm following him, which is great. So we can, we can still, you know, be friends uh, to a degree, which is great. But I said, yeah. I promised I would never talk about Paul and I will not once this, the days are over, but I will take my victory lock. Because if you look at my, if you go back and listen to that show, my predictions came through just like most of my fantasy predictions, which I'm going to do today. I'm going to give you some of my top 10 avoids um, for 2021 already, you know, fresh off, fresh out from my early season drafting. I'm going to talk about my predictions because my fantasy baseball prediction, as you know, Zach, how many of those came true? I was dead on about 90%, 85% good, of my avoids. You did right? good, kid. You did I good. did good. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, and so the same thing came true with the election. I call the election. Okay. So, and I told you how many electoral votes I was within like 10 electoral votes. I said it would be a landslide victory. He won by over 80 million pop in the popular vote, regardless of what the, they're saying, you know, regardless of what Kelly McEnany, I don't know if you know Kelly McEnany is for those you've listened to her. She's my new favorite punching bag. I can't, I cannot stand this woman. This woman is the, the press secretary, the Barbie doll press secretary for Trump, you know, and I'm so glad her days are numbered. I, I call her, she's an Illuminati coddling whore. That's what she is, basically, right? And what makes it more Define ironic, yeah, what, uh, uh, look up the Illuminati, okay? It's a secret society of the elites, okay? You can look up Illuminati and read about the Illuminati, and she coddles to them, and a whore meaning she's a prostitute to them, not meaning not necessarily sexually, I'm just basically she prostitutes herself to the support of these, of these people. But the, the, I think the ironic thing is, she used to have some semblance of credibility. I think the ironic thing is, is she's married to a major league baseball player. Right. I don't know if you know this, right? But she's married to Sean Gilmartin, okay, who has to be one of the worst pitchers in the major leagues. I mean, I've never seen a guy, I think the last team he was on, I think he's on Tampa Bay this past year. All right. And if you want to go look up how he did, uh, know this. It, this is news for you. This is news yeah, this you. is all news for you. In 20, if you want to look up how he did in 2020, just go to the forecaster and scroll down to find him in the for the fan the forecaster just this came out. And you know what you're gonna find? No listing. That, that, that tells you how bad, how bad you have to be. You don't even get a listing in the fantasy forecast, the forecaster at this point. So they didn't even give them a listing. I really want well, to see. How they got to, they got to, they got to, they got to uh, conserve real estate in that thing, right? Do you buy yeah. it? <laughs> I got it. Yeah, of course I got that. Who, who sells that? Maybe, maybe we do another small business plug. Is that a small business? The forecast? That's the, no, that's the, that's the, the people that that's, uh, what is that? The, that's the Chandler, the, the fantasy for the Chandler, but he doesn't, Actually, have, uh, everybody buys that book. The, the baseball HQ forecast. one? Yeah, yeah, the baseball HQ one. So See, yeah. I've never bought anything. I've never. I, 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 I know, re- I know, I know. Your generation just hijacks everything for free off the internet. I get it. It's well, everything if you got enough for free. You know, I, it's just I don't know what it is. It's just like I don't. I just 
feel like I'm giving in. I, I don't have an athletic subscription. Maybe I should. I don't, I don't buy the forecaster. You know what? One thing I'm going to buy this year. I'm going to buy one thing. What are you going to buy? Curl, one of Curlin's uh, mugs? One of Curlin's mugs? Or are you going to are you actually buy something that's going to be of use? You should, no, you should buy a forecaster, man. Support the forecaster. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the process by Jeff Zimmerman. All right, the process by Jess Everman. Okay, another yeah. plug. Another another plug. I'm this, is the, this is plug guys in the fantasy industry. You know, my my earliest recollection of Jess Zimmerman, I'll never forget it. It was doing a doing a live draft with Jeff Zimmerman. I not knowing who he was, but except for his name, because he's like you know, uh, I think in on, in the in the forecaster. And I remember reading, seeing how he who was drafting one of these drafts, and I went up to him and says, "You do read what you guys write in your forecaster, because it's, it's like you're like you're drafting players. Like you read what you write about these players you know, before you draft them. It's hysterical. It's like what did you fall apart at the draft table? You forget what you wrote in the forecaster." But, uh, you know, and again, he doesn't. He must have laughed at that. Yeah, you know, they cracked up. I, I, I think it was Ray Murphy. I said it too as well too, but it was very funny to to do that. They were getting a laugh out of the whole thing. But yeah. uh, but you should have two things you should support. I I do recommend forecast is a good read. Some good information. They do a lot of good work there. I also recommend the Athletic and uh, my my good friends over there, uh, DVR, Derek and Van Riper and, uh, and company. They do a really good job over there too. So and you really get, they, they have a promotion going on. Buck yeah, buck them up. Well, it's, look, it's well worth it. A lot, lot of wealth of information, a lot of good entertainment, a lot of good insights there as well. Too. But going back to the Illuminati coddling horror of Kelly McInerney, okay? Again, okay. If you're married to she, it's, it's ironic that you're married to one of the worst pitchers in the major leagues. I thought that was hysterical. And every time that guy goes out in my mind and he gets shelled, all I can think about is, you know, <laughs> this, this is what he, he goes home to. And, and, hey, honey, how's your day? Well, I sucked again out there. So it just makes me so happy. I take great joy in, in Sean Gilmartin getting destroyed every time he goes out in the mound. Hopefully he'll be out of the major leagues this year as well, too. So it makes me very happy uh, that that's the case. But anyway, I just wanted to say I will take my victory laps. I predicted the election. I predicted everything how it was supposed to happen, and I was correct. All right? There you well, go. congratulations. That, um, let's move on. Let's move on. So yeah, should, should, I, should, I get, should I get a subscription to the athletic? Are we plugging? We're plugging curling. Did we do enough of curling thing? Did we tell them? Uh, did we did we tell everyone what their handle was? It's um, curling curling creation. Um, the underscore curlins, and then there's the link link in the profile. So the underscore curlins. You know my curl. So that's our that's our small business plug. And um, I plugged the process by Jeff Zimmerman. I'm actually gonna. Got to get off my wall and maybe buy that. But there's so much free stuff on Twitter, like, like just following people on Twitter. Like, the, do you do you have like, do you have your favorite? Do you, do you have like, um, now that we're we're paying it forward and stuff. Do you have like um, your top? Like, if you had to recommend, if you're playing, if NFBC players had a must follow on Twitter, if you had a couple of them, who would you say that are in that community besides yourself? Ah, uh, you beat me to it there. So that was that for <clears throat> the first one. I know. I know you too well. Do you have it? Do you have uh, first? So for what for, for people in the NFPC community following who? Somebody in the fantasy. No, just if you're if you're going to be if you're going to be playing and you want to be a successful uh, high stakes player, who who do you think is a must follow for them? Scott Genstad's a great one. Uh, right. Obviously, I would I would definitely follow him. He he really is a, a phenomenal NFPC player. Uh, does a lot of great work. Um, so he's definitely one to follow. So he he is he give you get the best of both worlds with the experience and success success rate with him, and also some of the work that he does. So I would give him a shout out as well yeah. too. He's Do you have his Twitter handle? Uh, what is that? Oaktown, as far as I remember. Uh, I'm not sure. Look, I, look, dude, you, you have to understand. You're, it's a miracle I'm even on Twitter. Right. Let me let, let me guess. You have a list of people you have to follow. Go ahead. Well, I've thought of a couple. Go ahead. One would be Batfoot Crazy, Toby. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, no comment. You're, you're looking for you're looking for me with commentary and background. <laughs> uh, usually, usually you have something. Okay, but you don't want to say anything. That, that no, must I, be. I, 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 I think I, silence silence is approval from you. Trust me. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's definitely how it works. If there's silence, it's approval. Um, next guy, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, next guy, I'm gonna say is Modica, CTM Baseball. He's a must follow. I think he posts a lot of good stuff. Um, Phil Dusso. Phil, yep. And I'm going to call Deadpool hitter uh, DiPietro. He won the draft uh, draft champions last year. Yeah, he did a he did a fast DC uh, recently with us. I think uh, we we had him in. I was in with one recently yeah. with him. Yep, that's Book basically him that's him almost, that's almost silence from you. So, it's, so, I, I so that's did approval. I did I did I not like you said again? There's there, there, there's busts your bust your theory out the window because DiPietro did join us for a lot of NFBC vets and did a, and did a draft with us. So uh, he was right in the middle. Picking I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's collusion. I'm just saying it's um, it should be it's like if your if your draft should be part of the overall social mind. Uh, it is first of all. I'm sure those premature drafts, um, the first one and the second one, because you can't you can't cherry pick different drafts that are part of the overall and not part of the overall. That's no one ever said that. If it was a, if that's why they have satellite leagues and they have ones that are part of the overall competition, right? All right. So. These will can, be I, can I carry? Can I carry on with um, my may, uh, list? You, go ahead. How many more do you got? Because you're already boring. You're already boring the audience. You're 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 being as engaging as Toby is right now. When he when he's on, oh, so, he's on. so you, you have listened. You have listened to Toby's podcast. <laughs> um, I'll go. Look, 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 I, here's the thing. He's a, a very nice. I I I think I've chatted with him before. A very nice guy and everything else. He's nicer he's, than us. One you of course many people are. MLB moving average. I'll give him um, a shout out, Johnny L. Um, what else do I have here? Common Sense Fantasy BB, um, Drew Morris. Um, give Fish a shout out here. Fish two forty three. He, he needs to be followed more. He posts a lot of good stuff. How many times? That, that's two references in one in one <laughs> podcast. To have. He got he got referenced in a podcast. What did he what did he what did he pay you for this for that little plug? Booze. Yeah, of course. That's what he's out there doing every day. Yeah. Who else do I have here? Okay. This was sort of self-serving. This is Derek Rose because I just had him on the podcast. I, I guaranteed him. I said, if he doesn't get to 3,000 followers by the start of the season, I will buy him into a $100 league. So you should follow him at DR. You should be spending, you should be spending more time getting me 3,000 followers, Zach. That's what you DR, I can't. I don't want I – I, I only make bets I'm certain of. <laughs> Uh, his his, his um, follow him at drhoa3. So you got to follow him. Did I say run DMCD? Dave McDonald. Um, and then um, I'll go fantasy best ball one with one L. It's a new fantasy best ball show. I'm good getting into that. I know you, I know that's not your that's not your uh, cup of tea at all. Are you finished yet? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you know, since we did the last show, I mean, before we we haven't can we Canoga busted for steroids? Shocker, right? Yep. And uh, and and, Nelly, and then Nelson Cruz continues to dodge that bullet, right? At this point, he, he, right? he's um, he's uh, walking the tightrope. Yeah, look, I, I just think that the baseball forecaster every year they have like different fanalytics. Fan, they call them fanalytics terms. You know, they need to have they have like one like the 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 you know there's different ones like um, uh, George Breath path to retirement things like they 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 the Mendoza line. You know, they have certain you know you know people uh, names of players. They need to add the big pop, the big poppy pharma track. Okay, see, like, <laughs> that that because it, it just see poppy. It's like anybody who doesn't think Ortiz was on these drugs, and and, he, and I think he was. I think he was admittedly at earlier in his career. He was. It's the same thing. <clears throat> Cruz, same kind of thing. If you don't think at age forty-one or whatever else he's doing something at this at this insane level, trust me. Okay, I, I would I would lay oh, money on guaranteed. it. Guaranteed, I would too. 
he's just he's just dodging that bullet. I think he's because he's so likable and everybody loves the the player, just like Poppy. They're giving him a pass, right? Because did uh, Poppy admit to steroids? I think earlier in his career, a long time ago. Yeah. You know, when he was a mere mortal. After last thing, I was rant, ranting and raving and touting Randy Rosarena, you know, and uh, you know one of my favorite uh, pick uh, early season. And what, is, what does he go out and do? Okay. These are, these, are my, these are my two favorite kinds of, of, of Major League Baseball players, right? Wife beaters and child molesters. I, I, my top two favorite, you know, <laughs> you, you score a lot of points with me if, you, if you're one of those two people, all right? Was, this, did Rosarina beat anyone up? No, uh, he, was, he was accosting supposedly his wife for, or I thought he like, pushed me and pushed or girlfriend, the girlfriend for the, uh, I, who the hell knows with these guys, man? You know, it's like, you know. So it, I saw the video, of, like part, part of it. Oh, there's a video of him costing his. Uh, and, uh, there's no violence in the video, but I see the video and he's just um, yelling at people with his with his little uh, small ch- small child in his arms. That's, that's always positive. That, 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 that kid will grow up and feel, you know. So he's not going to. There's no legal. There's no. So this is. Are we going into our news and notes segment here? We're going news and notes segment. I mean, there's no. So there's no. There's no legal action being brought on him, but the MLB could still suspend him. Like I think Jose Reyes got um, 30 games for pushing his wife on Halloween. Um, we, we, we physically, he physically abused her. Right? Yeah. He pushed her. So there was no physical contact with her, right? I rolled this chat and then I think pulled a gun on um, a woman. Yeah, that... <laughs> I rolled his gun. Not only that, he, he, he was firing the gun. Okay, from what I remember, from what I recall, he was shooting the, the gun. <laughs> and I don't know if he had his wife or in the vicinity or in a rage, he was shooting his gun. How many games did he get for that back in the day? I don't know, maybe guns. like 30 or 15. I don't know. I forget. So, you know, I, I have to imagine that with the, with the Rose Rain is probably going to make an example. He's going to get, what, 15 games, 20 games? Yeah, prob- I don't know. Maybe, maybe he gets off. I don't, I, don't, I don't see him going much more than that because I think he, it wasn't a woman that he pushed because people, people hate that when you, when, you, um, <laughs> when you, like, hurt women. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, I, I believe, and I could be wrong, he pushed the father-in-law. And he just, he was like, you just, you did a, like, give me back my daughter. Like he wanted to, he was doing a, he was doing a Liam Neeson from Taken. Like he wanted, um, he was just trying to find his daughter. Mm. The, only, the only problem is uh, he, never, he didn't have a certain particular set of skills. What do you mean? He's a five-tool player. He's got five skills. Yeah, yeah again, um, well, yeah, those, <laughs> those skills don't translate into snatching your kid back. What do you mean? Speed definitely translates. Yeah, well, he didn't get, he ended, did he end up with a kid or, or not? I think he did. Yeah, well, whatever. And so anyway, it just it just pissed me off because I said before. I mean, look, even in a shortened, uh, you see what this guy can do, and even in in shortened period of time. So I mean, it's not going to kill you if you're. Oh yeah, I was. Well, you kept, that's why I don't want to. I don't want to draft with you guys because you're pushing up so early. Like at least like you're gonna you're gonna be drafting a lot. At least let him like test the waters and see how far he falls. You don't need to just be grabbing him in round four. Well, he lost. He was like well, four or five turn in the area, but uh, he yeah. he fell a couple of rounds. And the last one I just did, I think I sent you the little. Uh, but we're, you're really setting ADP right now because if you're doing several drafts and you're like this ADP is gonna, let's face it, um, influence how people draft. Um, it does. So wouldn't it, wouldn't it just wouldn't it pay dividends in the long run to maybe like if you really like a player like a Rose Arena, you let him you let him go, and then maybe you try and get him on the next round. Don't be so aggressive with him because it, it's gonna it's going to inflate his ADP or inflate or depress, however you want to say it. Why do that? Well, the, look, the problem is, is someone that, else is going to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. this is how the NFPC works. If you're drafting in the NFPC, you're not going to get, you're not going to get any freebies. So if you want a player, you better go and get them. Um, and look, I give you a perfect example. So some draft advice using my, my draft board from a draft I just did. Cause I, I talk about I saw it. 
you know, what did you, I don't know what you thought about that team, but, um, you know. I'll tell you what I thought. I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to really choose the 13 hole, but that's the way it worked out. I, I, left, I, left, I left it straight one through 15, the KDS. And I got so you want to, you want to look, seven. you want to look at an MTM draft. This, you know, this is a draft that you did. Uh, this was one of your fast drafts. And I, you know what, I'm going to call you out on this because how do you go and set up a draft? and cherry pick the people in your draft yet allow it for an overall prize. How is that fair? First of all, I don't cherry pick any of them. I, it's I, not, I, but it's not posted online. Like I don't, first of all, I don't want to draft you guys. I don't want to draft you guys anymore because you, you, you guys, you guys steal my players. So I really don't want to be in yeah, so That's right. So just hashtag draft with idiots instead. I, I guess. I, I'd much rather so, do that, especially course, if you're in the, in, in the NFBC, it's hard to find idiots, but I'd rather, not, not even idiots, just people that I know like the same players. Like there are players, I just, I've done enough drafts already that I can give you a list of players I don't want to draft with. And you're one of them um, because I'll tell you, you're a good drafter and, um, you, and also you like a lot of the players. And this list isn't necessarily the best players, but these are just players that tend to take the players that I want in these drafts. There's you, there's Fish. Yeah. This guy, Jung, I don't want to be in his drafts. Yeah, Tyler, yep. Um, Halusker. Yep, Jake. Yep, he's one of the overall. Don't want him. He, he steals my guys. Kevin Hastings. I know Hastings, but I know he's, he's a Canadian. He's one of your people. No, he's right? not. He's from Kansas City. No, whatever. TGFBI TG champion. Oh, even more so. Then that you definitely want to be drafting with him, then. That's the case. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Dave, Dave and then uh, last one I'll say is Dave McDonald. And I'm not, and not, I'm not saying these are like my, I'm not saying I think these are the best players. These are guys that tend to take gravitate to the same guys that I want and I, and I seem to be getting sniped by the earth. They've been taking my guys um, earlier than even I would. Um, and that, that's what makes them, they're, they're all good players. I'm not saying they're the best, but they're players I just want to avoid in my draft rooms. Well, don't you, what, don't you want to prepare? For but the you, but back to my point, how do, you, how, do you, how do you set up a draft, the Mike the Mouth fast draft, and not post it online, yet still have it um, available, still have an overall prize available to it? Well, first of all, you're mistaken, Zachary, right? Because I did, po I did post this online. I got to post in the contest lobby. Because there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing called the general message board of the NFBC. Where I don't even have people. access to, po to post well, on that. That's your fault, bro. There's, there's thousands of people that check that every single day. It's posted on the NFB message. message. Anybody can reach out. Matter of fact, <laughs> half that league came from the boards this particular time. You know? and, then in, and then I have my, my own database of about probably 500 NFBC players that are in my phone that I keep or my contacts to yeah, put it he, out there. That, that, and yeah, don't you realize it's an inherent problem with, with um, selecting the, the 14 other players in this league to, from your phone? First of all, I didn't personally select these players. They, you, had a, you had a hand. Anyways, strong disagree. We don't, we don't want to spend too much time on that, but that's... Um, what are you? What are you implying? This is some kind of collusion no, going I'm on. Not, no, no, no. Let's get things. Let's get things straight. I'm not implying there's collusion. I'm just saying that um, if someone like myself messages you and wants to be in this league, and you can just say you can just ignore me, and then I don't get in the league, and you can you can only and you can you can reply to messages from um, all the TGFBI winners only. Zach, look. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. There, there are many reasons to ignore you. Okay, having you having you in a league. I'm not saying you're ignoring me. I don't want to be. I don't want to. I don't want to be in too many leagues with you. You've been in the leagues with me already this year. You I know I have, and I, I do. I want to limit that. But I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying. In in theory, it's it's. Um, are you ever in group chats? Um, like for like in leagues where like I guess well drafts is a group chat in the draft room, but like after the draft room, like in Twitter, there's group chats. 
do you ever have to deal with that? Because I'm, I'm in a lot of dynasty leagues, so there's a group chat for each one of those. Well, you, it just made me to get you up on current events again. I am an old man, as you, as you know. Okay, and I have things better to do with my time than being in 48 group chats about different things. I'm lucky if I'm in two group chats. I've been in two with that's you already this year on Twitter it. for different drafts. That's it. But that's it. For, but that's just while the draft is on. I don't have an ongoing group chat with, with people to talk about leagues indefinitely. It's, well, see if you can, I, can, I you, can you identify with me on the, any of this? Because I want to talk about, like, there's, there's always that guy in the group Considering chat. you're, like, 40 years younger than me, probably not. But go ahead. Well, okay, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Because we'll, we'll see what happens. Because we all know group chat guy. Some, some of the people listening probably are that guy. So sorry. But let's, there's, there's a couple, there are a couple iterations of them. Um, there's different types of them. And if you're in a draft or in a dynasty league, one is first type of group, first type of group chat guy is food picture guy. This guy wants to show you what he's eating or drinking every day. I have a group chat with my closest friends in high school. We've never sent a picture of like our breakfast or anything like that, but all these, in all these leagues, you always have a guy that you don't know that wants to send you his breakfast every day. This is, this is the problem with the younger generation. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to date myself a little bit. You guys have nothing better to do than take fucking pictures of your fucking food all the time. It's like, it's not just you guys in these group chats. It's like everywhere I go, I see these younger, they're out there. What happened to good old days? You got a plate of food in front of you and you ate it. Okay. Now a plate gets delivered to you in the restaurant and you have, you have these kids and they're snapping pictures. Okay. And they're making little smooshy faces and they're snapping pictures with their eggs and, and their, and their, and their meatloaf <laughs> and their burgers. And they're putting like, who gives a, no one gives a shit about your pick your food. Exactly. You know what? You know what would be more entertaining? This is what you do from now on. Start a new trend. Take your food. Okay. Eat it. Chew it up, spit it back on your plate, then take a picture of it. <laughs> then, it'd, then, it'd be, then it would be interesting. Or a picture of you doing that, okay? Then it would be interesting to watch, okay? I don't get so it, it, though, because, like, I, I get it. If you want to post it on Twitter, you don't, no one has to respond to you. Like, you can post your food on whatever, but if you're in a chat with people, why are you doing that? Like, if you, if you, were, if you were talking to me directly by a text message and you sent me a picture of your breakfast, I would tell you to go fuck yourself. Did you ever, do you ever see, if you know, do, do, I, do, I, you, do you ever see a picture of me or something posting a picture of my food? You know, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm intelligent enough to know, I'm mature enough to know that no one gives a rat's ass about what I'm eating, okay, on a daily basis. You know, first of all, no one will believe what I eat on a, on a daily basis because in order to oh, stay boy. You're in, so worms here. In, in this kind of shape over these years, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of diet, but no one cares, okay? No one cares about the whole thing. Unless, you, unless you're a chef, okay, and you made it yourself and it's some kind of really amazing thing, then you post it, okay? But, you know, I, I don't need to post pictures of my food. Stop posting pictures of your damn food. Next, who's okay. next, next group chat, chat, chat guy, whatever. Next group chat guy is the, you know, the looking eyeball emoji guy. You know, the look, you know, the two eyes that are like, ooh, look at this. That guy that always uses that. So he'll always, he'll always um, send that along with a tweet or like a link. And it's either something that everyone's always seen before or something from a, some guy on Twitter that has like 14 followers. And then you click on the link and it's like, oh my God, like, Francisco Lindor is going to be traded. And then you look and you realize this is just like, basically it's something that everyone either already knows and it's obvious, but he's like, oh look, my God. Look, 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 note the Twitter posters. I see this thing with the eyeballs all the time. Okay. If you, if you, and I, and I know I've said this before, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to give you some coaching for Twitter and for like, if you're trying to be interesting, you're not. Okay. If you have to try to be interesting, to do little cute little things like eyeballs and arrows, you know, and all kinds of stuff like that. You're not, you're already, you're, you're not interesting because you know what? 
everybody that this is what happened when I was in school when, when I we're gonna, we're gonna lose so many followers look I'm just because this is what you, you're gonna look back at this shit 20 years you know 30 years from now when I'm 105 and you're gonna look back and you're gonna say oh I, remember, I look how stupid this was that I was doing this crap on social media I look back on my I look I, I reflect back on the crap that I used to do 30 40 years ago and go I can't believe I used to do some of that shit you know I have a, a self-awareness that are now why the hell was I doing that kind of crap Okay, you know, we use it. I remember the whole piercing phase, you know, back in the day. When people pierced yeah, when you got when you got your belly button ring. Yeah, it wasn't my belly button ring. You know, yeah. I remember people, you know, piercing piercing themselves, and God, it was a big big shocking thing, you know. And then it, then it was like tattoos, right? Everybody, mm -hmm. oh, what a, what a unique thing to get a tattoo. Look in the now. Guess what? You look at it now. You're now everybody has a freaking tattoo. Nobody's special with a tattoo anymore. No one gives a rat's ass about your tattoos. You know why? Because everybody's got tattoos plastered over their entire body. Okay, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 look, I'm, look at me at my age. I don't have a single tattoo and a single piercing. And guess what? That makes me unique because the chances of <laughs> if I walk into a gym, I, I defy you to find a person in the gym at any given time. Walk up to any random person who is either not pierced or not tattooed. Hey, you're right? looking at one right now. Okay. I'm not so pierced or tattooed. Right, so there you go. But you, that, that's but you, did, but you did say you did anal bleaching, so I don't know why. You did that. <laughs> okay, well, two for three is not bad. All right, it's not bad. Okay, go ahead. All right, next. next so, anyways, those eyeball things gotta go, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next guy is the virtual virtue signaling guy. So this guy, every time that something political happens with like minorities or anything, they have to be all over it, like positive or negative. They have, they have to be the first to show like they're a good person about this. So they'll post it like if like a woman gets a job or something like that, they'll have to post this like this is so good. Like we know. We get it. No one disagrees. But why? Why do you have to say like? Why do you have to be the one posting it to virtue signal? No yeah, one. No, no one's arguing with this. No one's arguing. They, 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 need, they need to feel better about themselves. That's yeah. It. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Next. Next guy is trade help guy. So this guy, all he does is 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 go goes and shows you his thirty man league with all these is is hundred man roster and tells you I need to make a trade, but here's all the different parameters, and we're supposed to care about that. And another another thing that I've said forever that no one cares about your home leagues, no one cares about your private leagues, no one cares about your ninety-year-old dynasty league. They don't care. Who cares? It's, a, it's an automatic flip the channel, automatic go on to the next thing when someone starts talking about their personal private league. No one cares about my leagues. They don't. Other than the high stakes leagues where maybe they have skin in the game and they want to hear some advice about certain things. You know, they don't want to hear about my personal private leagues especially when there's like virtually nothing in the game and these leagues as well too, which I heard about mock drafts. This is the problem with this type of year, right? I'm going to give some advice to people listening right now. Stop following ADP for mock drafts or looking into what happened, what's happening in mock drafts. Mock drafts don't matter. It, it, it just, like I said, doesn't, they, they don't have nothing. You get nothing out of these things by watching and listening to other people's mock drafts. This time, there's plenty of information. There's still plenty of leagues going on. ADP, if you're if you're serious about playing, you know, is being set right now in the NFPC. Listen to that. You know, track that kind of stuff. You know, don't don't listen to the industry guys doing mock drafts. Okay. Uh, hey, it's if you enjoy doing mock drafts, that's fine. Great. People great, post. About, people post. I ignore all that. But if they want to post it with their mock drafts, that's fine. It's, great. It's, it's but, what they but, have. But, but, but don't get. But don't get people the idea that people should look at your mock drafts as this is the way you should put the team together. Yeah. Don't make it a frame. Don't 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 um don't make it into a frame of reference for anything. Exactly. You know, and, and yet, I, and yet, I hear people on on different outlets and different podcasts referencing mock draft. Whenever I hear an analyst reference early mock drafts, say, I, I, again, I'm 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 gone. 
I don't yeah. want to hear or know about what our early mock drafts are saying or indicating. Agreed, agreed. Um, next guy, yeah, this is, this is similar to one of the other guys, but got uh, sending picture of his TV guy. You know this guy? Sending a picture of his TV. That they he, he, so he's bored watching a movie or wants you to see that he loves sports at home and he's watching the game, but he just maybe just wants to show off his TV. But it's not as bad as a food picture guy. But if you look closely at like the, the TV, there's always something like really weird in his house or something. So it's kind of fun. So I don't mind that as much. But um, you have that guy too. Like your chat always wants you to see what he's watching on TV. You know, I remember the good old days when, you know, when something was on TV, you'd call up and say, hey, you'd call up a friend and you'd say, hey, guess what's on TV? You know, and they go look at the TV, you know, the actual TV. So, but I guess that, 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 that's another thing where that's uh, gone it's by the boards now. Now it's all about taking pictures of the damn TV. Yeah. Okay. Last guy. And you, you might know this guy. This is the, you're on the clock guy. So this guy, if you're in a draft, this guy, one minute, you're on the clock for maybe one minute. He's already telling you, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Um, and um, if, if you don't, if you don't answer him in the group chat, he'll text you because he has 500 um, contacts from the NFBC in his phone. That sounds familiar. That's not like some guy I know. But, uh, yeah, funny, funny on that one. You, you don't, I don't hear anybody complaining about my my drafts when I do that, though. You know, so no, I don't. Because I, because I do it in such a unique way. When you get a harassment text from MTM, it's almost like a, a badge of honor to be to be getting that because everybody understands when they come into my drafts that do that do or do drafts with me that it's always a pleasurable drafting experience. Right? Because why? Because everybody's there to do something. You know what they're there to do? They're there to have fun. They're there to chat. They're there to move things along. They're there to draft because the whole purpose of entering a draft is to draft. It's not to watch the time, the clock wind down as long as possible, you know, for whatever, for whatever you're doing in life, right? That's why you'll never see me ever in a two hour, four hour torture uh, draft that's out there. And, and, everybody, and then uh, the, since we're on the fish show, right? This is the, this is yeah. the fish about everything he, he bemoaning on twitter about how he's in these drafts and then you know again in, in the four hour two well that's your own damn fault you know so when are you going to learn you know it, it, there's never been a time that, that i said i was happy that i in recent years that i jumped into a two-hour time clock draft or a four-hour god forbid a four-hour draft okay forget it i've never been oh, i'm sorry i missed out on that draft that took me it took 10 12 14 days to complete forget <laughs> it i mean i, I i'm losing interest it's over you know, you know, I, we just did, we did the one we just finished up, finished in a nice, you know, just under 26 hours for 50 rounds. That, that's with so, the sleep. That's with the sleep clock. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. Let's, let's look at that draft. Let's get off. Let's get off of, uh, let's get off of my rant. Yeah, this, this draft of all my hand-picked NFBC ringers. Yeah, that's what I This mean. is your, yeah, this is your hand-picked ringers. Or not ringers, or the opposite ringers. Just, mm -hmm. yeah, so you, you're just, you, like. So I see the board. There's Masada. Like you got your wife in here. You got your you yeah, got right. Your, my, you, yeah. got your, you got your barber here. The dog is here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, I recognize some names. I recognize Ken, Ken, Kenyon, and um, that's about it, really. This is um, Oh Fleming is in there. So yeah, do you want to talk? Do want to talk about your team? I want to be well, all there's multiple. There's a couple of Flemings, but there's there's other teams here. There's other players. Our major is a great player. Kenyon's a great player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Web, sorry. Web, yeah. I'm not saying. I just I'm just going, I'm scanning, I'm scanning through. There's a lot of great players. There's really a lot of solid players in this draft. I'm not saying it's not. Um, I'm just sort of scanning through it. You just sent it to me now. So uh, I'm looking at this draft and trying to see what stands out of me. Well, I, don't, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about exactly what you did. I don't want to. Uh, no, but look, here, but here's the thing. And this is from draft advice because, first of all, you know, you don't, you, you set your, in, in an AFBC, you set your KDS, which in this case, I, I left it 1 through 15 and I got my 13th pick. So 
like at the 13th hole. So I wasn't trying to end up at the 13th hole, but you, but you got to make the best of it. You know, right. at this point. So, but, but again, but this is, but this, so there's, so there's that. So some things, I, knowing who you draft with is also good. You know, so I, I knew that drafting at 14 and 15, I know these two players pretty well. And I'm not saying they're the most strongest player at the NFBC, knowing that, but I knew who they were going to probably take around there, which is why I bumped Bichette into the first round, right? So mm-hmm. because I had a chance, that I knew that a really great player was going to come back to me, right? Because Bichette could arguably end up being a first-round player next year, for sure, no doubt. And, and there wasn't a, a massive amount of difference between him and the couple of players that went after him in that first round. Right. So I took Bichette there because I want to have Bichette. And lo and behold, who comes back to me in the second round is Story. Right. right. So again, but here's the situation. Do I want to, did I want to take a store, another shortstop at that stage? Not necessarily. And, and, and mind you, Lindor was still on the board as well, too. At that right. point, he went right after that. So I had a yeah, chance to take Story over Lindor. This story year. and Lindor right there at that point. And so, but I do, so you take what the draft gives you. Sometimes you don't overthink it. You know, I could have I could have forced a pitcher there, and believe me, I, I thought about a starter. But when you look at what you could get there, when you're starting off a draft, with, when arguably, what I'm, I'm starting with, what, 60 homers, right? At least at least 50 steals. Nice way to start off, and and solid batting average, right? So you yeah. you got a, you got two five tool studs, right? Five category studs, which allows you to a lot of flexibility after that. You know, right. so that's what that's what you do. You know, and you make it work, and knowing that you're going to sacrifice some starting pitching later on, which was the it allows case. you to get guys like Sano. Like I liked actually, and anything I like that pick. You got him really late. Actually, yeah, I mean, because and I, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of Sano, but if someone's going to drive, you know, and you know, the, if, if someone's going to two twenty three, you got right? him two. You got him at two twenty three. It looks like. Yeah, in the fifteenth round, end of the fifty, end of the fifteenth round. So okay. at the end of the fifteenth round, you have a shot at fifty homer. I got to get to fifty homers. You got massive power, and whatever you jump on. I'm not that I'm a huge Sano fan, but I'm you know from there you take it. You take right. a Kyle a Kyle Schwarber dropping into the end of the thirteenth round. You know you jump on people like that, right? So right. you take a you know a, 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 a colors at the end of the ninth round to you know to beef up your pitching. You know that you had to like sacrifice a little earlier. And I'm not saying it's a huge sacrifice because they ended up with pitchers like you know Glass now and uh carrasco and ian anderson and whatever so you know you had a mccullers in there it's a good thing you know so so who, you took mccullers over pictures like montas you could have had devin williams right um, well i mean right i mean i i thought about Mastro, that you know and then devin, devin williams has been jumping up uh you know up way up and then he started in the 13th round early this season since he got the since he got the rookie of the year award now he's in ninth tenth round and at, at this point i love him you know but i'm not going to just push him up for that far i mean when there's there's just two look at montas he's another one i mean you know i, I just he's guys going in the fourth round by the time live drafts when all of a sudden uh i think that he is a gigantic value at nine tenth round to be there and i have a lot of montas you know uh i am but mccullers rare i just thought maybe montas would come back but whatever uh he didn't but still i'm, I'm happy with mccullers montas there i mean i'll take either one of them at that point so it, it worked out well at that point you got yeah. smiley at Probably a pick in the two twenty six seven eight two two twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. That's about that's about where you need to take him, I think. Right. Exactly. I wouldn't take him earlier. I mean, I know he's a darling because he, you know, the velocity and you know, and I heard him. You know, you talk, hear him speak now, and about how he's finally got his stuff together. You know, he's finally injury fully, prone still. You know, you finally, hell yeah, he's injury prone. But, but again, how much risk? This is where in these rounds, this is where you make hay. 
this is where you make hay. You win these drafts in these later rounds, and you jump on players like a Sano and a Smiley or, or maybe a Schwarber later. I'm not, you know, I never drifted that early. You know, you got guys like Gallegos and Diego Castillo. They're in the 18th, 19th round. Those are those are two people that could very solidly close, easily close this year. You know, they matter you, got fact, Nick and, you got Nick Anderson and Gallegos. You're not well, Nick Anderson and Castillo in this draft. Exactly. Exactly. But you spent an 11th round pick on Nick Anderson. Didn't you learn from last year? What on the what for, for what? I didn't spend a Nick Anderson pick last year. Well, but he, did you he learn was, from me? Well, what, what, about what? You the, the, the Rays don't have a closer. So why are you spending that much capital? Well, I, well, I, have, well I have them both now. It, it seems like they had a closer in the World Series this year, didn't they? I mean, they were going to Castillo constantly over there, too, right? So why so, draft? Okay, fine. Why draft Anderson in the 11th round then? I well, can understand because, the Castillo because draft. Because a guy like Anderson, why, Anderson can be like can be similar to Devin Williams as well too. Right. So, true. So, but so, do you, but do you want to be starting like do you want to be starting both Anderson and Castillo and another closer in your lineup? I, I right. do. I do. When you have to make up some for the pitchers that you have the starters before, because you don't have the the aces like I don't have Degrom and and, and Bieber okay. or some kind of anchor like okay, that. Okay, so this so, this is a different strategy. This is a hitter heavy start, so you don't have those um, horses at the start. So you do want to start three, maybe maybe four. Like, would you say maybe four relievers on this team could start at the same time? The, yeah, it, 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 yeah, of course, depending upon who they are. But the guys that can put up huge strikeout numbers help you with your ratios a lot here. You know, you you throw them in there as well too. So you know, I mean, having guys in there. Uh, that can do that and, you know, also get saves time to time too, even if they're not necessarily the older closer, uh, would, would work in this particular situation. So, you know, so that's why I went that way in this particular area. Otherwise, I would maybe not have done that if I had, like, if I did, like, the double aces strategy or, you know, that are in there. And, uh, and look, I, I, and I want to clear something up right now. I mean, and like I said, no, no shot on Toby and, and whatever. And I, I, I give him a lot of credit because he, he, he got branded as the pocket aces guy. Okay, me and others were doing in the, in the NFBC were doing pocket aces way before they were called pocket aces. I got to tell you that, right? And I don't know how many times I've had teams where I started with two ace starters, right? So, but he's got he's the one that branded it, and God bless him, right? But I hate to tell you <laughs> that's been going on for a couple of years before Toby started doing it, for sure, right. at least when when the, when 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 we figured out that the uh, these kind of guys uh, contribute a lot. And matter of fact, some of the number one guys in fantasy baseball, top guys in fantasy baseball, always end up being these gigantic A starters in terms of what they do for your team. Right, and I think I think, he did, I think what Toby does, he does a good job of quantifying it and explaining it um, why he does it. Whereas not everyone that did it really gave an explanation that could help people with it, right? And hmm. and and convince people that this is this is the thing to do because I never I would never want to do that before I, I started playing in the NFBC. Like when I first really started last year, and now I find myself doing it already once or twice. Look, look if the right situation allows, I mean, but again, you have to know how to build and you, a team from there. So if you go, if you're going to go, like I'm going to use, you know, Mike Major or Mike Maker. Sorry, I have to get his name properly uh, here. Who's been a really top NFBC player for a while? It's like his teammate. He gets right. to Grom and he follows it back with Giolito. Okay. So you don't touch starting pitching for a while. You better you better nail your hitters for the next four or five picks. And he goes Lemayu, uh, Jimenez, Eloy Jimenez, Pete Alonso, Brandon Lau. Okay. So he's still looking for stolen bases. 
Right. He, but this team is devoid of stolen bases. If you look at it, I looked at his team. The, he completely decided, I guess, because he's not trying to win an overall with this team. But I, he probably, he's probably, there's no way this is part of the overall because my, I just got a message out of my phone from this for this draft. So. Oh, okay. Okay, Zach. You mean the joke? The joke this is not funny anymore, man. You have to let, you have to let, you have to learn when to let a joke go. Okay, and I keep 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 beating it, right? Okay, you like, pounce on the joke when there's when you when you just set him up for me like that. You got to pounce. Yeah. Okay. So the so the whole thing with his draft is yeah he punted stolen base. I don't, I, I think he drafted a team when there was not exactly. I don't think he got one stolen base on this entire team. Maybe I think I think yeah. I think the over-under on stolen bases for this team is five for him. Because I'm looking down his roster. I don't know where he would get a stolen base. Oh, there he is, Pilar in the 24th round. So if he's in there somehow, he, he may he may go the whole season with 10 stolen bases. <laughs> yeah, Jeff McNeil, Jeff McNeil might get him a couple. And yeah, Brandon, okay, Brandon maybe. Lau, maybe. Yeah, so maybe 15 stolen bases for his entire team. But, you know, but again, I'm sure that's not what he wanted to necessarily do. But, you know, you may, you go if, – if it's not working out with the end of draft like this, you, can, you don't go for the overall, and you just make put the best team out there possible to be competitive, you know, and, and win a league like this. You know, I'm going into every one of these NFBC leagues this year in the draft champions trying to win, that, which is a complete lottery ticket, to try to go draft teams that are going to be competitive to win an overall title, which is tough because you're competing against 3,000 teams, you know, which is even more than the, uh, the, the main event. But uh, in order to do that, you better be able to cover, you better, you have to cover all, all aspects of uh, all categories. It's going to be more than 3,000 this, this year. Probably will be, probably will be. But uh, but, well, yeah, but but again, it's just interesting things uh, about how this draft went. Yeah, uh, thanks for sending me this. It's some interesting interesting uh, little happenings in this draft. I Kalenic's going very late, and what I've what just from doing a lot of drafts, the trend is these these um, rookies um, or prospects are going later and later. I find I I, I I thought they would start climbing boards, but they're actually starting to go later in drafts. I don't know yeah, why. Because the, 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 the reason why, Zach, is because the guys like Kalenic and whatever, you just don't know when they're going to start their clocks, when they're going to come up. You know, you don't know, you don't know when these guys, how much of a season you're going to get, you know, and then, you, then let's say you get four, four months of them, you know, or five months, and then they have to adjust. You, you're, you're banking on, if you take them too early, right, to, to really get to be an anchor for you or, or put up some major production in those early rounds. And when there's so many great players on the board, that if you just cover the name up, right, and, and take away the name and the hype and everything else, right? You, you, we think about how much, what, there's so many guys that are just like him, right? That That's are- That's a good point. Where did, where did Wander Franco go in this draft? You know, um, I, I mean, I've been jumping on Wander a little bit, then he got hurt a little bit there. So I kind of backed off. Well, I've been getting him a couple places when he falls, like, like man, he fell past like 300 in one of my drafts. Yeah, well, he, I think he's, he's been going around around 15, Wander Franco. Did Team 10 pick like, him again? Because Team 10 has Kalanick and Vaughn. Right. So they, they took and, like they, and Kirilov and Kirilov yeah. and so, and um, Rosarina who could be up for the first part of the year. Um, right. And Puig, who doesn't really yeah, doesn't I mean, have a job. I, I, and Dawson. This team, this, this this team, this team has a high amount of risk. Uh, yeah, it's it's called like you know devastating amount of risk. I mean, there's a lot of players. Donaldson is one of the guys. I mean, look, we, he took he, he took one of my MTM avoids for uh, Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. Oh, right? he, he's 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 my avoid. I mean, he. There's no way you should be drafting Patrick Corbin any earlier than that. If that, even there, I still wouldn't take him in that round. There's too much talent in that round that I would never. There's just too many red flags with Patrick Corbin. The velocity being down. Now I would two take pitches, two pitches work. There's no way that I, I would take him. So he's on my list. I'm scanning the board right now. The like, I don't see for at least two rounds. I don't see another player I would take. Um, 
before before um, that would take they would they would take Corbin over Sean Mania maybe, um, but then still, huh? I'm going down this list like I'd rather have Rikidi. Maybe yeah, Chris, I, I, Chris I, I, Sale. Chris Sale, maybe. You look, you just need to know when to get off the train, man. I, I tell people those all the time. You know, you have to sense when it's coming, right? You take a guy like Javier Baez, for example, okay? His okay. numbers have been going down consistently since 2018, right? Even though he didn't have a horrific season in 2019, but they're, they're going steadily down. He's got a lot of holes in his game. You know, I think he's more of he's one of these guys with like a legend in his own mind. I like it. He appreciate the enthusiasm, but there's a lot of, you know, when you, what you're going to have to pay for to get him. So he's still going relatively early, even though it's not as early as it was before. Get it? I don't want anything to do with Javier Baez. He was going later before. He was going in like round seven. Yeah. He was so, going like picked 100. Now he went in round five in this draft right. to, Nick, to Nick Senzel. So, but, uh, you know, but um, anyway, then, then there's guys or like Team, Team Semzel, not Nick Semzel, not Nick yeah. Semzel. Yeah, yeah, Team Semzel. Yeah. Right, uh, and then you got guys like Buxton. Every year, Buxton ends up in the ninth, 10th, 11th round, right? It's like perennially. He'll do mm-hmm. enough the season before, you know, you, you, should, you, you should not be drafting Buxton unless you're drafting with paramedics to go along with him, right? He, he, this guy, he can't stay healthy, okay? I mean, they, 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 even, even in the forecaster, they mocked him in his profile about whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, guys got a lot, all the skill in the world, but you, like I said, you're just rolling the dice, man, at that point. Just, just, just crossing your fingers and brain because you know he's going to be hurt. You know, see, he, he just got bad luck, whatever he called it. He's going to be hurt. And yet he, he'll occupy space, ninth, tenth round, guarantee it. You know, are, we, are we into your? Are we well into your avoids now? Like, yeah, these are these are some avoids I'm giving you. Right so okay, so I just want to catch everyone up because we didn't get we we didn't formalize it. But you're saying one Patrick Corbin, Baez. Did 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 we allude to anyone else earlier than this? Like in our in the episode, or are we? Are those the not, first yet. Two? not yet. Yeah, okay. we'll get to a few. But and then three up. three is Buxton. Okay, so I just want to catch everyone up. Those are three avoids. You think you should get ten? I have uh, I've said, you know I have a bunch, but so far I mean a few. I'm not sure they're ten, but. Um, I mean, another one is Altuve. And, you know, look, the writing's on the wall with Altuve. He's a small guy. You, you, you can just see it, right? There, there, look, I, I understand second base is a wasteland this year, and I think he went later in this particular draft than one of the latest I've seen him go. I believe, and I think, I believe it or not, I think I saw someone take Dylan Moore in this draft over Altuve. I don't know if I go that far. Uh, but at the same time, right, I, I, don't, I don't know, can we, can we say the steals are going to be there? You know, I mean, and not, the only thing saving him really is that second base is really a wasteland uh, this particular year in terms of uh, whatever. So, I mean, but but I I, I have a, I just have, I will have a sense that I will tell you that this year you're going to be so, you're going to be disappointed with Altuve. That's just my prediction on it. I just have a feeling he ain't going to do. He's not going. He's not. He's going to be disappointed no matter where you take him. That's what, that's yeah. what I just I just feel. Um, David Price, another one. Okay, 35 year old guy who's already on the decline who bails on the season prior. You know, when it, when his team goes on to win a World Series, that, that's that's gonna make, that's gonna feel really good coming back into <laughs> does that. Does he get a ring? If he do all that kind of show, I, I I would imagine he does because he he had the ability the ability to opt out, so he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a bullshit ring. He, he he didn't play the whole season, right? And then and then what's even worse, the the guy he's got to be he's got to make comments from the peanut gallery on Twitter all the time about about making comments about look you, that's your personal choice. You want to sit out the season for COVID? Shut the hell up. Go sit out. Don't make a big, don't make a big stink about the whole thing, right? And, you know, and that's it. 
right? But no, that wasn't enough. You had to make commentary the entire year and be a rah-rah cheerleader on the side of the thing. Well, you're 35 years old now. You had declining skills, and you're going to come back, and people are still drafting him in one of the ninth round, you know, jumping on him like he's going to be like a number three starter, right? Forget it. It's not happening, right? So forget, you can forget David Price, right? I think, I think Granky this year, he, I heard he's switching to underhand from what I, what I heard. From <laughs> so, um, and he, you know that, that, that your time, your days are numbered. Right when you're out there on the mound and you're calling pitches and letting people know ahead of time what pitches you're calling again, trying to be interesting, trying to be funny, <laughs> trying to be entertaining. You know it's over for you, bro. Okay, you know yeah. you don't see Scherzer on the mound at 30, whatever age he is. You know, joking around like that, busting around like that. You don't. You're not. Okay, and this this is what you start doing when you know you don't got much left in your tank. Right. Right. Granky's about a bit of a bit of a strange case, sort of. And still, I I've seen him as going as early as fifth round, sixth round, whatever. This round, I think I said this draft, I think he went later. Uh, one of the latest places I've seen Granky go. Okay, you want to you want to take a shot? Well, he grant, he went at the beginning of the ninth round. Okay, you know maybe you want to you want to roll the dice there that this was his uh, this guy's fifth starter. Fine, at that point. But you know, I was taking him up there and thinking he still got the. Dude, I, I I'm I'm not touching Granky and if, unless he unless he fell down there and maybe he's my fifth starter. At that point, I just I just see he's right there on the cusp of like disaster. Right, and maybe, and maybe he's go. He's so fine, he reinvents, and figure out a way. But you know, I was, what is he throwing? Eighty-seven miles an hour now. I mean, I don't. He, want to, he he was on that list of um, players with um, uh, decreasing um, rotation and decreasing velocity. Um, yeah, great, great combo. When your spin rate's going down, your velocity's going down at this point. I don't know if you saw that, but I said that Corbin, he's the only player last year to have his spin rate go down by hundred RPMs and his velocity go down on his fastball and breaking pitches by over one mile an hour. Only Corbin's the only pitcher to have that. Granky was on that list of um, declining spin and velocity as well. Yeah. We're, not, we're not even going to bring Gene Carl Santon into the thing. He's no, that's, that's, that's cheating. He, he's cheating. He's firmly he's firmly entrenched in the tenth round at this point. I mean, I mean, if you're going to take a flyer on him, go for it. Yeah, there's a guy you get potentially. I mean, what, what, here's here's a question for you, Zach. Let's play let's play uh, let's play a game here. Who do you think is going to have more home runs, uh, uh, Stanton or Sano? Next year, so, so no, All right? You know, and you you're going to pay tenth round value. You pay tenth round pick for Stan, and you're going to pay a fifteenth round pick or fourteenth round pick for Sano. I'd rather much roll the dice with Sano because at least he can stay on the field. I'm going back to the I'm going back to the well. You know what? I don't have a lot of I don't have as much Sano as this, this year. I'm not taking him near as early as I would, but I will take him again at the like at the price with the prices right. Like you, like hey, you, but you, are you are you taking Donaldson this year? When no, no, no. Donald Donaldson. Okay. Um, I might have like a share of him, like. I don't know why, but you, uh, for whatever reason, I, but I know. Yeah, there's no, no more Donaldson. Donaldson is done. You know, and guys on the fringe, there's three guys on the fringe that are, um, if, they, if they're going around higher than they're going now, I'm not touching them, okay? Yeah. And that's, that's Judge, Snell, and Strasburg, right? I, I, they're, they're just right there. I mean, something's going, you know, when you hear Judge complaining about Twitter, all oh, the empty stands, blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on, man. All right, I, I, mm-hmm. there's, 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 what are, you, what are you talking about? Okay, how old are you? The guy's not even that old. He's even 30. He's 20. What is he? 20 something years old, and you complained about that. I, I mean, what's going on with you? Okay, granted, the guy's got mammoth talent, but what the hell's going on there? You know, and I, and again, I'm not saying I'm not going to take Judge. I mean, the price is right there. But if he, if he starts bumping up in like the third round, fourth round again, I don't know, man. I just don't see myself, you know, jumping on that train right now with Judge. He's another one with the injuries. A big dude. Another one with that, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe whatever, whatever, uh, 
whatever what's his face has got stand is contagious but i don't i don't know but um and you know snell too many red flags there with snell uh whatever and another one why do you want it why do the rays want to unload him okay so yeah that's that's questionable and and you're taking him as your ace because he's going in the fourth round he's going in the fourth round and he's your that's your that's your starter right that, that to me that's a recipe for disaster and Strasburg, look okay he got the surgery Again, another guy with a huge amount of talent. He coming back from carpal tunnel, so whatever the hell nerve impingement surgery he did right now. Another year older, man. You know what do you what are you expecting again out of Strasburg in the fifth mm-hmm. round at this point? So these are guys I'm just not touching. Um, you're not going to see any virtually any of my teams at that point. So you got my early season NTM voids for 2021. I like I think almost all of those. Um, Snell, like I think I think he might be hurt, but uh, he anywhere he goes is, a, is an improvement over the Rays, unless it's like Colorado. Right. So I'm not completely out on him. I'm not completely out of bias, but most of those other guys, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I'll give you one. Uh, I wasn't prepared, but I'll give you one guy that's like a huge. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You were saying you, you weren't prepared for the show? I mean, shockingly. <laughs> I can't believe. I wasn't prepared to, to give um, a bust oh, or, 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 or um, an avoid. Um, but I have, I'll give you one that's a huge avoid for me. And I, I called out Clevenger already. And uh, that Clevenger, Clevenger, I, 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 I don't even get that's cheating. I, I, I call about. I said that before. I said that way yeah. in the beginning. I knew that was a case. And still, I didn't he think was, was, he, was the Tommy John he surgery. Still, he was still being taken in whatever the fifth round was it, like consistently. And then, and of course, no one, no one's got to feel good about it. And I, I'm guilty of this as well too. I've taken Lamette either. Uh, as well, as much as I love the guy in many areas, I mean, I think you know, I, I just love the his, his tenacity and the way he's out there, and the way he play. But again, you got you got to be worried about that. It's such a shame because I was ready to take him like in the third round before that injury. Yeah, um, I mean, but, I, look, I, no, look, another another draft analysis this year, looking at early season drafts for people to listen to this all kind of thing. I, I just think more than ever, man, that the gap between the elite starters, top starters, and the other is, is just so, so wide, man. It, it, you, you really, you either, you either nail your, you grab your ace. If you get to, if you want to go that route, if you're going to, if, this, if there's a year to do the, 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 the double A strategy, start off with, this is the year, depending upon where you're drafting. Because I got to tell you, man, it, 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 the drop off is gigantic, man. I think there's a gigantic gap between, if you look at those, those early rounds, I mean, you know, I mean, there's so yeah, many. Players. I agree, but it's always it always seems like that though. But maybe more so than than usual. I, I just think it's more so than this year, man. Because you know, last year going in before you had those injuries, you had guys like uh, you had Severino and you had Sale and you, so there's so many other guys, you know, that were out there. And now it's like, man, I mean, look, there, there's a bunch of guys that could take that next step. Like, you know, do you feel good about Sonny Gray? You know, really? Uh, do you feel good about Charlie Morton? I mean, I skipped him. He's another avoid. Right, oh, yeah, he, he's a massive avoid. I mean, I sorry, I missed him, man. Fifth round, massive 2021 avoid. Okay, you got oh, you yeah, know last, he's year for sure. last year for sure. I called that when I told Charlie Martin. You know, we we he's talking about retiring before the season starts, and now now it started. Now, now he's got another season of, of saying he's going to retire after this. He's another year older. Okay, didn't look great until the postseason, and now you're going to draft him in the fifth round. Like everything's going to be fine because he got a nice 15 million bucks to go pitch for Atlanta. Uh, that, to me, there's, there's no way I'm touching that one. Okay, no way. But not make, I'm not I was, he's not as big of an avoidee as he was before. I thought he could have retired, but now that he's got a contract, still, I don't know where he's. Where, where did he go in your draft? I'm trying to look. He, he went. He went in the uh, fifth. Uh, I think he was the fifth round. Was it the fifth round? He what? went. He went oh, in the fifth oh, round. What? He was. He's not going that high. Normal. Normally, though. 
That's like a, that's got to be an outlier, no? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's where he's been going. Really? Fifth, sixth round. I think fifth, sixth round. Morton is going, and then that was a, and this guy took him as his ace. You know, that's as crazy. His first so I, yeah, I that guy's I, got great. That guy's got great hitters. But I would take. Yeah. He, Anyways, right. uh, I'll, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you. I, I would. I would have taken. I would have taken Carrasco that round ahead of Charlie Morton. You know, yeah. I ended up with him. I would have taken for sure over him. I would have taken. I would take Urias over Charlie Morton. I've seen you take Urias as your SP one. You know, I mean, so yeah, and that was that. That's just the way that draft worked out. Because that was the year. That was when I was drafting from the one hole. Drafted four, you know, five category studs in the first four picks. And you have to really create a pitching staff afterwards, right. but um, you know. But I still I think the skills. I rather would you rather have Urias and Morton? And what would you rather have? I mean, think about the skill oh, set. Easily, easily. I wouldn't take Morton until like the the twelfth or fifteenth round, probably. <clears throat> so, if I, he's Morton's a guy that I'm just really ignoring, actually. And if like if like he's a guy that's like if he's still kicking around at pick two hundred, I'm like, oh, what's that guy doing there? I might think about it. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a guy that I'm avoiding, and this might be this might even be cheating, and I think you'll agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually been some news on him that um, he's suing people for um, severe damages to his health because he got in a fight at a strip club. It's Tommy Pham. I was avoiding him before he got stabbed at a strip club. But wait, man, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, so, so now he's suing people because he had a, he had a freaking uh, – because uh, uh, he got in a fight and he got knifed at a fight. Okay, how old is he? I don't even know. But he's, he, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not He's not. He's not. He's not. Remember, he was a late bloomer, though. He yes. was like the he had the uh, the bull Durham effect uh, with him. So he uh, is thirty two years old. He will right. be he will be thirty three by the time the season starts. He has lingering issues, elbow, eye, like you name it. He plays through those issues, but how long can you play through those yeah, issues? Well, I, right, I, but, right, but he's still. But again, I understand what you're saying. Year. Look, I'm saying we, I understand what you're saying. Okay, and you know he hurt a wrist, and that, that did. It was in a short season. You get any any kind of injury, it's you can't go by last year. You get any kind of injury, you're screwed. You probably wouldn't even notice it in a full season because. But the guy still hits the what ball. Mean, he's there for like a month. Yeah, well, he still he still hits the ball incredibly hard. All right, he still. I mean, he still steals bases with great you know regularity. And I remember that, remember the beginning of the year he, he was he was a major league leader in the first week of two weeks yeah. of stolen bases. The way he, so was he carried your team, but again, like it goes to your point, it's, it's a short season. You can't really use it as a, as a representative sample. Where is he going? He's going in the sixth round? Is it? Seventh round. No, no seventh two, round. four, six, seventh round. End of the right. se- okay, end of the seventh round. And, I, and I've seen him go seven, eight. I mean, you're not going to really get hurt. I don't really, I mean, I, you're not going to kill you taking him there, right? I mean, so uh, yeah. know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, oh, I have to go out of my way to avoid Tommy Pham. Especially, especially again, stolen bases. I think yeah, he's sort Lewis. of in that range of players. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not um, softening my stance. He's a, he's a hundred percent avoid for me. He's sort of in that range of players where, like, okay, I'm not not in love with anyone there. Anyways, like Muncie, JD Martinez, Altuve, Paddock. You know like, like oh, here's a, here's another one. Uh, Kyle Lewis or Tommy Pham. Kyle Lewis, boy, all day, all day long. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah easy. Easy. Where did Kyle Lewis go? He went in the fifth end of the fifth round. So I, 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 you have to show me a lot more with Kyle Lewis before I went up jumping on that train. But yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. But I just, I just have no. I think, I think you're, you're not, you're not going to be happy with Tommy Pham. I, I can't picture myself drafting him and saying, "Oh, that was a great pick in the seventh round. I really, it really, really gave you value." I see the. Well, you, you don't. I, I see the chance of that happening like at like five percent, and I see the chance of me saying, "Fuck, why did I draft Tommy Pham in the seventh round? I'm an idiot. He's useless." I see that being like fifty percent, a chance. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's a chance also he goes 2020. 
sure. with, with, a, with a good bet, with a solid batting average, and a, and a team that scores a ton of runs. So because you don't know. So um, we'll see. But uh, you're right. I'm not going to go out of my way to draft Tommy Pham. But in, if I need stolen bases and and uh, at that stage of the draft, I'm going to jump on him at that point. Right. I'm going to avoid him. going to avoid him. So doing, draft, doing drafts this early, you, you get some value. And it's because of, I guess, the unknown. Um, you talk about closers and catchers, like un, unsigned players. But um, we touched on a couple of these guys already. But do you, do you see any value or, I guess, um, maybe lack of value in and uh, maybe people are reaching more than they should just, be, just based on um, potential um, for any of the players like Brantley, Garrett Richards, Scope, um, D.D. Gregorius, Kluber, Paxton, Puig, Jock Peterson. Like those are all a bunch of free agents. Do you see, do you see any value on any of that? I, I don't really see any. I really don't have any interest in any of those players, pretty much versus any of those players you named. I mean, Brantley, okay, the guy can hit, but – Right. What is he? What else is he going to give you? You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, depends where you get him. Um, I'm not a Brantley guy. I'm not going to run on my way to get Brantley this year. Again, he's not getting any younger, so I don't know where he's going to end up, right, at this point. So, uh, but uh, a lot of those other guys, you just said, I'm not a lot of interest. I mean, Puig, look, he he Puig is, you know, talk about head cases. I mean, he was a head case to start off with, all right, and now and and apparently not a really great uh, team guy to be around. You know, where, where's he going to end up? He was signed by Bauer's agent, though, the, the, um, the woman, right? Right. It, so it seems like, based on that, uh, it seems like um, there's some steam on him actually signing with the major league team. Oh, maybe. May it's just that I, I just don't see him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, know, I don't really see. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hit him and think that he's going to do, oh, wow, I got a great value. I got, I got Puig in the 15th round or, or whatever. Maybe. You know, but you know, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather speculate on a guy like, you know, that uh, – the, a, a pitcher you know, busting out there, or some other guys. You know, I I don't, I don't really Puig. You know, I, I don't. I think Puig, Puig is past his peak. Is like he's had his best years already. Doesn't mean he can't put up some numbers for you, but I, I don't think that he's. You know, if you're looking for a 30 homer, 20 20 stolen base season out of Puig. I don't think you're going to see it. Right. All right. What, what about the, the other thing I'm, I'm I'm looking at is like the first base DH market. And how, long, how, long, how long have we been doing this podcast already? You know, do you understand it's like past two thirty in the morning here in America? You better do a better. You got to understand. We got we got to get enough because a lot of this stuff is getting edited out. Oh, and not, not, not a lot of stuff. Not nothing gets edited out when we do my shows. Okay, so they had to grade the movie by 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 put by naming the uh, the softball team. Yeah. Baseball yeah. Exactly. So let's try. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, in the interest of your, in the interest of your valuable time, let's try and get wrap up some of the other notes I had here. Um, now, I think maybe some of these first basemen that aren't signed yet might be getting overdrafted because the market's like, like you got Nelson Cruz, CJ Crone, Carlos Santana, Encarnacion. Like, just later in these drafts, like, I don't think Encarnacion is getting a job, to be honest. Yeah, he's, like, another, he's, another, he's another avoid. I mean, come on. Like, was, he 38, was he 38 years old? He I could mean, be a wasted pick. Well, if he goes. Well, Daniel, Murph, not, Daniel Murphy. Well, if he goes, well, if he goes, big, if he goes the big poppy farmer route, then he'd be fine. So, so he should go that way. He should go for it. He's been, he was okay yeah, until last year. So I don't know. Maybe it's not a complete wasted pick. But yeah, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's just so so stupid, man. It's like it just goes to show you, man. That whole Cano thing, going back to that thing. I mean, how stupid? How stupid are you? You just pissed away twenty four million. I told you, pride and ego, man. Never under, underestimate the power of pride and ego. It's just pure stupidity. And they go, this is another great parting gift from Brody Van Wagenen, leaving the Mets and everything. Just goes to show you what a, dis- what a disaster 
Okay, I mean, Steve Cohen better go out and break the bank to make up for the disaster moves they made with the Diaz and the Hellenic and the, to get Robin, Robinson Cano and well, what, what, what a fucking disaster to, to do that. It was a perfect parting gift, you know, to leave a Mets fans. <laughs> had the, whole, the whole Cano thing. You know, I hated the guy. And of course, what did I do the first time ever? I, dressed, I, I think I grabbed him like an 18th round. I might have been one of the dress we were in together. I took him up like, like whatever, 16th, 18th round. And he, and he still managed to, manage to, managed to wait to screw me in a draft. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have any shares about him. Uh, of him. Right. Um, so closers are kind of fucked up this year because like there's so many free agents: Hendricks, Hand, Greg Holland, Kella, Melanson, Rosenthal. They're all like free agents. So like, really, are you are you reaching on closers? Or are you reaching? Well, I, I I saw your draft, but what's your what's your strategy with them? No, I, I'm not reaching on closers, but I, mean, I am going to tell you that I said before, and I think that with the, I think one of the guys you can get a lot, I hate to use the word value, Dan Kenyon's favorite word, but value. Uh, and, you know, he'll tell you he has a whole rant about value. But uh, I can tell you a guy who's being greatly underdrafted um, is, is uh, Kenley Jansen, because I guess people saw that he, you know, he kind of fizzled out and, you know, he completely, you know, did was shit like the postseason for the most part and whatever. Now he's done all of a sudden, right? First of all, he's not that old. Okay, he was a shortened season. He had COVID, you know, and even in a even in a terrible quote unquote terrible year. All right, look at his skills. Okay, they're still there. Okay, he's got another year in his contract. What are they going to do? Put him put him on a, as a setup guy. He he's going to be the closer for the Los Angeles Dodgers to start twenty twenty one. And he's going to have to seriously suck, okay, to whatever. So in the 11th round, and he's going in the 11th round in some, in some of these 10th left, when, when, when all the other closers are out the way, jump on, what, what do you have to lose at that stage of the game, right? If well, that's, we said, that's, that's exactly what we said about Craig Kimbrell last year. No, no, no. That never came out of my mouth. Craig Kimbrell is a whole different But, you, but you could say the same thing. Like he's on a contract. He's got to suck really badly to lose that job. But, Craig, but look, but, Kim, but Kimbrell, Kimbrell was on a downward spiral for year, two, three years, man, at that point, two years, at least before, you know, before last year. The writing was on the wall. It wasn't like all of a sudden at the end of one year, Kimbrell was a little crappy. Right. So let's not get carried away here. And, you know, Jansen, you know, let's not compare, uh, compare him right now. Um, he's probably to, to Craig Kimbrell. Well, actually, Kimber was on the upswing at the at the end of last year. Uh, I, I never, what, what even, I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that because I he was dead to me because I drafted him in the main event. But right. uh, Toby came, Toby came on the show and just recited some stats on Kimbrel, and he he was amazing at, down the stretch. Yeah, down the stretch, how many games is down the stretch? I don't know, ten. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was even that many. You got Kenley Jansen and Garrett Hampson, or Kimbrel and Altuve. Yeah, well, see, you get you, you, you had two pairings, you know, one great, great player and one shit player, you know. So I, yeah. I would, you know, so there. I, I don't know. That's like that's like it could be a wash there. But uh, I'm not. I'm not. I am not a Kimbrel. I am not a Kimbrel fan. I don't. Th- I don't see him all of a sudden rebounding this year and being dominant like of old. So, so who do you think? Who do you think the guy? What would, you, what would you rather gamble? Who, who what would you rather gamble on this year, Kimbrel or Jansen? Who would you, who would you rather gamble on if you were going to gamble on a closer? You know who are you want to gamble on, Kimbrel or Jansen? Ooh, it's tough. Like where, like in terms of where they're, what, it, what it's going to cost you in your draft resources. Yeah, if you if you're getting if you're getting you know if you're getting um. Where, well, you're, you're, you know, where's Kimbrel going? Where did he go? Where, where did he go off the board? He's no guarantee he's going to be pitching as a closer, is he? I, I mean, where where did Jansen go off the board? Jansen was what, uh, 11th round, middle 11th round. 
Great, great dead air. I'd rather have Kimbrel. Right. Because of what else you can get in that 11th round. Yeah, well, depends. It depends on you putting a team together, man. But you know, I'm just saying for a guy who um, – Got the I, I will have the closer's job unless something dramatically crazy happens in spring training, or he just was like, you know, dead dead arm shot, you know, whatever. I just don't see how he's just he's they're not making him the closer to start the year. I just don't want to take a closer that I'm not 100 sure on that early. Like if if, well, if you're waiting, I, I, look, I, just want to, I just want to load up on all these speculative closers that I like, all these good closers later in this in these 50 round drafts. So I'm going to have like four or five other guys that I love, that I like a lot later on. Um, the only like guys like Chapman and Hendricks and uh, even Karinchak and Presley, like those guys, I'll, I'll pay up for. But but Jansen is he's shaky. Right, and you're, you're paying up for yeah, right. But but that's why you're getting him in eleventh round. You, you know that's the that's the that's the discount because you're, you if you're paying for those guys you just talked about, you're giving your pitch. You're you're talking about fourth, fifth round pick for those guys. Sixth round pick. Seventh round. They went the both. Well, okay. Karinchik and Presley were seventh round. Okay, that's Karinchik and Presley. Um, Hendricks, where did he go? But, but again, those are speculative closer picks. They don't. Oh, they're fourth, not been, fourth round. They haven't been named closers. We don't know if they're going to be the closers, right? We're assuming they're going to be the closers, right? At this stage of the game, right? Yep. That could change, but we don't know if they're going to be the closers, right? And that's why everybody's assuming that, right? Right. So we have to go look. You know, the job, right? Possession so, is what. So you saw. So you're big on you're big on Bichette this year again. Um, and well, I think I think everybody's going to be big on Bichette this year, man. He's going to go in the first, second round every draft. Yeah. Time, by, by the end of the spring, he'll go around that turn. He's he'll go around the one-two turn, but he's been falling to the end of the near the end of the second round. Sometimes I might have a share or two of them so far. Last year, last year, round, last year, you, were, you weren't letting him get by the end of the draft season. You weren't letting him get out of the third round, and he was starting. Where did he start? Like the eighth round. Yeah. Last year, right. Right. who who do you think who do you think does that this year? Who do you think's going? Who do you think's going to keep on climbing the boards this year? Who's the who's going to who's going to pull the Bichette this year? It's got what's it got his pedigree? No, not not perform. I want I want I want to know who you think's going to cost way more than he will, um, way way more than he does right now in March. Okay, who, somebody somebody in that seventh or eighth round that's going to move up at least to like the fifth round. The whole two rounds, what maybe what Lourdes Guriel? Are you looking at bomb? Bomb was the guy I'm looking at because uh, he is, his ADP is well, it's, it's down to 104, but he's got a min of 79. So every draft I see, he he keeps getting jumped. So he's a guy I can see with his position eligibility. Um, it's probably it will probably be an overpay, but I can see yeah, him. Yeah, there's a big overpay. You can't even put you can't put Alex Bomb in the same league as a Bichette man like last year. I mean, the talent's not even close. I mean, he's a very talented player. But, you know, but I, I just think there's not going to be many of those kind of guys. I mean, Rosarena has got that kind of, you know, basically what he did in the postseason. He's got that kind of – he's got – I'm saying not the same talent, but he's got a lot of talent to be a five-category guy. He's, uh, already, he's already in the fourth round right? already. So he could jump in in third, depending on – what if he has a monster spring and he's like – he has no suspension coming or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, he he, and, he's, and, he's a, and he's a legit possible 30, 30 homer – 30 steal, 30 homer threat, right? I think one of those projection systems, I think we talked about last time, is only five 30-30 players for this year, and he was one of them that they yeah. projected. Yeah. So, I mean, so maybe he's one. But yeah, we, there's, but there's again, a lot of players that could move up, I think. Um, 
I'm just I was I'm just looking at the min pick and the, and the ADPs. There's a couple guys. Urias, your guy, his ADP is set in 97, but he has a min pick of 61. I think you said that. Um, in fact, um, but um, another guy is Gosman. He has a min pick of 125, but an ADP of 150. So his his min pick is quite a bit. Um, if you look at the min pick, what Gosman did this what one year? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, we've been saying how long that Gaspar was supposed to be this, this kind of pitcher. Maybe, maybe he's not, maybe he's the next Dylan, the Dylan Bundy now. He changed that, he's out of, you know, out of that, that scenario and, you know, that team and whatever. But I, I mean, I don't feel secure taking Gaussman any earlier than that. Yeah. One year. Smiley, a guy you took, his ADP is 254 and a min pick of 199. So he's got as early as 199. He's sort of a, a darling guy that people are on. Again, yeah, but 24 for, innings, for, man. For, for the outside. 20, 24 innings, uh, whatever, something like that he had last year, right? Let's not, go, yeah. let's, go, let's not go insane, right? Late teens where he went, where I got, whatever. Okay. But, and, uh, just, and there's a guy that doesn't have a team. He has his ADP is 213, and he has a min pick of 111. He doesn't have a team yet. That's Kim from uh, the – other side of the world. Right, right. But as I said, but the thing is, too, you have to look at context where these players are coming from. You know, how many Korean players, especially hitters, right, come yeah. over here and are just dominant and are worth whether, you know, I, I can, I, can you think of a, a person? Well, you can think of the one, right, that did it. I mean, who? Ichiro? That, that, but he wasn't Korean, right? Yeah. Jap okay. Japanese baseball is different than the KBO, right? You know, so okay, there, I thought you were not, talking about all international. No, there, there, there's different, there's different equivalencies in the league, man. The level of play and whatever. So whereas what Japanese baseball is maybe what AAA considerable. What is what is KBO, right? Yeah. Is that A ball? I mean, that's the so it's a different. But what did Dan Straley do over there this year? You know, a yeah. washed up, you know, a near washed up starter in a major league, whatever. Then was dominant. You know, where was where did um what's his name on the Brewers play the year before? What um fuck was his Eric name? Teams, Eric Timms. Eric Timms. No, 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 no. The, the, pitcher, the pitcher, the pitcher, the pitcher. Um, what's oh, Josh Limbaum. Yeah, yeah where, 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 where was he? He was in the KBO. Yeah, I think he, he sucks. Was, right, he, right, he got he got the he got the shit kicked out of him this yeah. year. Merrill Merrill Kelly, another one. All right, so let's not get all crazed about Korean born Korean players over there too, because I said that. I mean, look, there are some that come over here, and and you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of what was it was a Chan Ho Park was one of them yeah. uh, was it was it was a you know, big name going back and whatever, but I, I'm not I'm not drafting any of those players. What about the pitchers? To be the smart one. Shigano is going um, six thirty six thirty four. He has a min pick of three hundred and twenty two though, and then Arihara. 669 at the min pick of 491. Yeah, but so so why not? I mean, again, Jap especially Japanese pitchers, right? They've they've shown to make the. Are they from Japan? Yeah. Okay. Japanese. So those are both players that you know you you're not not risking much to speculate on what they're when they're late 20 rounds. Is that when they're where they're going? 30? That may mean the 30s. Oh yeah, they're, some of them in the 30s. It depends. It really, those the, the the ADP is going to fluctuate big time. And they, and they move up. Anybody even like last year, like like Kim. I got a lot of Kim. Um, the, who was for there from St. Louis? Right? Yeah. Again, yeah, guy showed it in spring training. You know, he, uh, and then he had the multiple pitches and the deception and you know whatever. So again, you're not going to be a gigantic strikeout guy, but he could be a solid pitcher. So I think the pitching translates better than the hitters. I'm not going to jump on 
the you know we heard about oh we heard about oh, oh Akiyama he was they made some kind of equivalent about what Akiyama was going to be what hitter they were comparing him to the Japanese like they're saying what's his face is Japanese Mike Trout I forget his name I don't have the name of the player uh, the hitter yeah I know you're talking about you know that whatever but yeah. again, I mean what does that really that, that, I mean you have to be leery about those kind of comparisons man yeah you, you really do so I'm not going to waste or speculate on you I don't I, I don't have to be the smartest player by saying, oh, look, look what I, I happen to be right on this, this guy for one time in 50. You know, this, this guy was, that, that was great. I, I happen to pounce on the next each row. Well, you know. There's one other, there's one other guy that they're saying that might get posted that his, isn't even in the, the database yet. His name is uh, Nishikawa. He's a, he's a hitter, I think, from Japan. Um, he's, you see the one that's saying that they're, they're one that's saying that the Japanese Mike Trout? No. Them? I'm not no, sure no he's, not, he's, he's, he's like no home runs for he's still on base. He's like the, he's like the Japanese Malik Smith. Which when you convert it, like when you put Japanese and Malik Smith in the same sentence, <laughs> that, is a, that is a that is the ultimate representation for disaster. Okay, so that's yeah. like three. That's like saying I got some two day, three day old sushi that I want you to eat. All right? <laughs> so don't, don't don't be messing with that. Don't be messing yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, all right, last thing. Do you um, last thing I want to talk about is some exit velocity. I did some I did some research on that. Um, do that's you, what gonna, that's what you're going to anchor this this show with is exit velocity. This, uh, this, I figure, this, I, figure we're, I figure we'll talk about cats or something to end it off on. This is the last. This is the last um, real piece of um, last thing. Let's bring it home. Get all the barrels from 2019, 2020, and I said how many of them went over 112 miles an hour? Because really, they, they look the, the hard hit percentage is is nice, but it's not the be all end all. So who can really hit it hard? And then what you see is I found. 28 players that hit mm-hmm. um, that had five or more barrels over 112 miles an hour. So that means they're doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you if you go down that list, you have I think you know, it, it's, they're all like good players. So what I want to see is there are there any players that aren't really getting drafted that highly that are on this list that might have some potential. See the list. So you got Pete Alonso, Gary Sanchez, Bryce Harper, Acuna. Soler, Sano, Nelson Cruz, Trout, Schwarber, Aaron Judge, Framing Reyes, Jose Abreu, Yellick, Gallo, he's an all or nothing type, Devers, Vladdy, Jordan, Springer, Stanton, Josh Bell, Marcelo Zuna, Matt Chapman, Tatis, Moncada, Wilson Contreras. So, would you? After this, after listening to those names, would you say it's a pretty good representative that this player is going to be at least decent? They're at least going to be like a really, really good player, or they're going to be a player that has a profile like a Sano or Sanchez or Gallo? All right. Well, you, you you can you can you know in reading that list, right? You can tell, you know, but you have to look at the other. You know, there's more to it than right than barrel rate, right? Barrel rate's a great indicator, uh, of, and that's important. But like you said. You can get you got you got your gallows in there. You got to see what else what else did they do, right? It's not barrel rate. It's, it's these are players that are hit their, that are hitting their that have the, a lot of barrels that are over 112. Over a certain over, over a certain. Yeah, over so certain. they're 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 barreling it, but it doesn't really matter yeah. how often well, they're barreling well, yeah, it. Right, when, right. when they do barrel it, they're going to barrel it hard. No, but look at but yeah, but look at Gary Sanchez for example. There's a lot of outliers. Yeah, there outliers are some outliers that that have that profile, um, but there are five other players in that list that I didn't mention because they are all being drafted outside of the top 300. So who are they? They are. Let let us in on it. Number one, 
with, with 15 of them. So let's put, put, put it this way. Over the last two years, the leader of barrels over 112 miles an hour is Pete Alonso. He has 21 of them. Mm-hmm. This guy came in right behind Acuna. His name is CJ Crone. So I love, CJ, I, live, I love CJ Cron, you know, and if he stays healthy, I mean, and there are a lot of people who love CJ Cron. I mean, I jump on him this year. I mean, he had the surgery for the knee and, yeah. uh, but I, you know, but he's he does a great, team. I think they like, like, like to my point earlier, like that market for a first base made a depressive value. If he gets signed by a team and he has a full-time job, it could be really good. And he, I think he had, he, like, you see, if you look at some of his home runs, they're just like ropes. He had, I think, the, the home run with the lowest launch angle of anyone in, I think, 19 or 20, in 2019 or 2020. So he just, he crushes the ball. Maybe yeah, I, like, seem, I, I seem to remember a Tatis homer that did, he did that too, watching a game, one of his grand slams that went out like the ball didn't get him more than, you know, 10 feet off the ground as well, too. This yeah, it's year, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I looked at, I looked, I sorted by launch angle, and, and that was one of the, I think that was, probably the top five lowest launch angle home runs. Yeah, I saw that. I was watching that game when Tatis hit that homer. That was crazy. um, The the announcer was like, and that's a fly ball. And they're like, that just went out. They were like shocked about it. Yeah, it went out quick, man. You never didn't even call it. Uh, at this point, it was like a line drive over the head of the center field or over the, over the, over the fence. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, Kron is definitely with that, but people, they've been talking about Kron for a while before, you know, and, and a lot of people got on him last year. And before he got hurt, yeah. in a very small in a very small sample of what of work. I mean, he was crushing it. So I mean, he always, he, he's always been crushing. I was, and you know, I was on his brother who got shipped off to yeah wherever he went. He got he's, I think he's in Japan now. I think Kevin. Yeah. So what else? Who are the other ones? Quickly, let's wrap this. Bring this home, man. Abisail Garcia. He has thirteen of them. You know, I know he had a shit year last year, but he's always hit the ball hard. He's always had potential. Again, he's he's going outside the top three hundred. Crone is two. So again. I'd take Crone over Garcia. Would you? Sure. Well, Garcia has a job and they sign him. Like they're paying him a lot, but right. um, he does. Ha- he does have a job right now, which I think right. is um, next guy that I'm going to tell you about. Um, that's sort of outside the top 300. You, probably some. You know, probably the guy you care about the least because he's a catcher. His name's Mike Zanino. He right. hits the ball really hard, but again, he is he, when he hits. But when he hits it, just like he's just he's like, like a, he's like a worse Gary. He's like a worse Gary Sanchez. Right. Which is hard to do. Next guy is Renato Nunez. Again, a guy that got let go. All right, look, Renato Nunez all right, is, a, is a great player to grab late because you're going to get him for nothing, basically, for where he's going in these drafts. And uh, I think he's in the reserve rounds of these, of these rounds. So, where do you think he's going to end up? So what, I mean, I don't know where he's going to end I have no idea where he's going to end up, but still, why, why not? I mean, he's not like you're never going to hit you like 300, you know, but – no, no reason why not to speculate on, on Renato Nunez where you can get him for what yeah. he's done. I mean, he, show, he showed you he can be a thirty run, a thirty home run hitter. Right? Just you never know what's with this with this market though. Like, geez. I mean, he's he's gonna get a one year deal somewhere, man. So I mean, there's 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 no doubt Renato Nunez will be signed somewhere and get a one year deal for right. sure. Last so, guy is um, sort of along the same idea as Jonathan Scope, and he, 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 had, he, had, he had more. He had five of them. And limited time. Yeah, I mean, I'm scope. I don't really have any interest in. Uh, I think there's other other things going on. I'm great when he hits it. That's great, but uh, I'm not a huge scope what fan. What else is left at second base when you're in the reserve rounds? Right. Well, it's okay. So, but but right. So at that at that stage of the draft, what do you have to lose by drafting scope? Right. True. You know, yeah. I mean, re- really, where he's going? Not like you know, 
uh, you know, hopefully you're not having to take him as your second baseman by that stage of the game. But if you do, oh, yeah, right. that's, then, then you're in trouble. Right. Exactly. Well, Zach, it's been a great show. What did you want to wrap up? What did you want to anchor the show with? What did you say? You mentioned something you wanted to finish the show with tonight. What did you want to finish the show with tonight? Um, just you. Yeah. Major League Baseball, curse of changing your name, right? Every time you, you don't, don't no, to Major League Baseball, don't change your name. It never, it never works out well, right? Right. But when Mike Stanton became Giancarlo Stanton, it all went downhill. When BJ Upton became Melvin Upton, it was a disaster. Then we have Felipe Rivero, okay? We yeah. became Felipe Vasquez. That's the, that was another one. And now is that what had, caused him to – is that what the cause of the name or is it – I uh, know it just it, it's never a good thing when you change when these players change your name just like you know D Gordon now D Strange Gordon all right it's all it's all bad when you hey, just change Matt, your name Matt Matt Boyd went to Matthew Boyd well that but that's still it's still it wasn't changing your name okay, well, or, okay. add, or adding adding names you know in particular or just changing your name completely. but D Gordon was bad before that though. Yeah, that's true. It was. It was really. Now he's now. That that was the that was the final. Let's jump in the shark right there. You know, when you become and, and not to mention not to not to downgrade his mother's maiden name, whatever it was. You know, in honor of his mo- late mother or whatever it was. But if your name is strange, okay, <laughs> and you put it, that, then you're really asking. You're really asking for the end. Of, that's a, that's really the end of your career. So little known little known fact. Um, D. Gordon, his mom, had him with Doug Strange. I don't know if you remember Doug Strange. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's an old player, I think, uh, for uh, the uh, Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, name sounds familiar. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, D. Gordon's dad is actually Doug Strange, I believe. Right. So great, perfect, wonderful. That's way 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 to finish the show on a high note. But everybody, everybody, they take my movie. If you're not if you're not going to watch it, Zach, right? Everybody watch the Warriors. My that's my that's my movie pick of the show. Um, watch the Warriors, 1979, uh, fantastic film. Walter Hill directed it. Uh, you, you won't be disappointed. It holds up very, very well uh, all these years later. Phenom- oh, phenomenal, wow. uh, phenomenal movie. Well, I'll let you go to bed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed now too. Gee, thanks, man. So uh, we'll get, hope this is a. Thank, this thanks for coming on. I know it's been a long time coming, but I knew I, I promised you your victory lap. So as long as, long as my twi- as long as my Twitter followers uh, clear seven hundred, so that's going to have to be a net game of two hundred because I'm going to probably lose. How many people do we insult over the course of this show? You know, we pissed off. You had with your feature there. I mean, with my commentary, we must have pissed off a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much like everyone. Yeah, well, that's 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 usually standard procedure for the shows that I do. That I, yeah, I, think, I think we covered off pretty much everyone that we like interact with on Twitter. You know what, Mike? Like, the, um, I've actually got a lot of feedback. Um, I, I get more feedback on from you, like on you, from people than anyone that I bring on the show. So really, some, yeah. some of it's a, a lot of people that um, I've talked to people that have, that have come on the show. They're like, "Oh man, that Mike guy is awesome." Like he just like I, I love it's it's entertaining. But then I also I also get other types of feedback where where people say. Well, you know what? Like, I wasn't too uh, happy that he sort of dug into this person that didn't really deserve it. Because, but I, I would, I would, I would, I would venture to say you're not going to get one Kelly McEnany defender on this fucking, you know, the show. Uh, I, I believe if they even know who she was before. I don't believe that you're going to lose any listeners or followers because I, I ripped into her. So I, you don't have to worry about her. But about, about all the people, that, all the people that take pictures of their food, they're going to probably unfold. Yeah, I, 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 lost, I lost that whole contingent. That, that, Talked the, about virtue, the virtue posters, we pissed them off. The virtue, and, the virtue posters. Oh, the eyeball guys. The eyeball guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we 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 hit on a lot of uh, players. So yeah. I, 
We give we would you give a bunch of props to a bunch of people there, so they should be happy about that. We pissed off the oh, we pissed off the mock drafters. We pissed off. Oh, the it's, they, we always pick off the pissed off the mock drafters. Yeah, we, we, aka aka the TGFBI uh, drafters, which is like, oh, which you, is, you, now you're which, now saying the TGFBI is a mock. Which is one gigantic which is one gigantic mock draft for the industry, <laughs> which which I'm not gonna, which which again I'm not going to get another. In, in my four, I keep getting tr attempted to be dragged into this whole kind of thing. I just couldn't. It's, I just would. I just can't do it, man. Wouldn't do it. Every every year, I get can, people trying to sell me on this whole thing that I should be part of this whole thing, and then every year they let you the in. Hard, the hardest. After after everything you said, I don't think I don't think Mason would even let you in after um, everything. Oh, he Mason, Justin Mason, he loves me, man. His wife, I think he loves. I think his wife loves me more than he does. But when we talked about Dexter Kitty, that that was probably the. That was probably the the, the that was apex. a low point of your that was a that was a low no, point of your listening. That was like that was a climax of my career actually as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. Have you have you have you um? It's funny. It's funny. It's funny how you use use the word climax and cat in the same sentence. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's a little bit about what's going on with yourself up there, man. Right? Oh well, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I don't know if it's climax and cat in the same sentence or this, this, or, this, or, or Japanese and Malik Smith in the same sentence. <laughs> add one more fantasy baseball analyst, uh, industry guy that I'm going to go, go all over, but I will give a big congrats out because I you know everybody says that Mike MTM, you know, he's uh, he's so horrible, terrible in the industry guys, but I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Todd Zola, Lord Zola. Uh, the, uh, and and uh, he just been inducted into the fantasy baseball writers hall of fame. And I want to give him some big props about that for all the ball busting he takes from me all the time. He is, he is, he is a very nice guy. And we did a show with him and Jeff Eckerson had a good time. He's a good sport about everything else. And uh, he does some good work. And uh, now that we're paying it forward and we're being such good people, like Zola should have been one of the guys you mentioned on to follow. Oh, you should have been. We, uh, yeah, you should have been on that list. Does he? Does he need more? Does he need more followers? I mean, uh, well, I, I, I made the list for people that are under ten thousand. Well, he may be under ten. No, he's not. He's not under ten. I would have put. You know who else I would have put on that list? Well, well, he should. Well, he should. He should be. He should be under ten. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Like yeah. Right. But by default, he should be back under ten. So we should get. So we're going to try and get, we're going to try and get um, Derek Rhodes over 3,000. We're going to try and get Zola back under 10. And um, Vlad's over 10 too. I would have said him, but he's over 10. But getting me over 10,000, that'd be great. Because like you said, you want over 10K? Whatever, you know, 5K, 10K, I'll take whatever, you know. So. What, 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 what kind of market are you going for? Like, are you going to go for fantasy baseball guys? Maybe you should just start like, um, um, like there's a lot of those, like there's a lot of those like robot accounts. You can just go, you know what you can do? You can just start following like all those ISIS accounts that just like have like. I, I always get people following me. They're like these porn, these, these porn women that send me their, you know, oh, they're, they're, they're fake. pictures of pictures of their vaginas and stuff like that. And is that, is oh, that really? common that am I, am I supposed to follow those people or, or no. what am I supposed to do? I'm not. No, um, no, what happened? No, I don't think so. I think those are just right. fake accounts. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't. I'm like, pretty sure there aren't. So you're trying. You're trying to say me they, they're using stunt stunt vaginas. Is that what you're trying to tell me? You know? <laughs> I think they're probably just using pictures of porn, probably, and <laughs> and it's not actually. You're not actually talking to a person. You're not actually talking to the same person. I, 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 I never. I never. I never said. Vagina. I never said I was talking to these people. You know? They're sending. They just. They I, just Am I supposed to retweet these these photos? What am I supposed to do with these people when they send me these things? Okay, we did the post show. It's time to wrap it up. Let's bring it home. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Well, follow at Zach Roto. Follow at Draft Champagne. Follow at Godfather and FBC. And I will catch you in the future when I'm back. Perfect. We'll lead out with the music, and you are now the new host. <laughs>